Hello everybody, here we are again with uh, Francois and uh, with Lajno, my name is Gerard and this time we're talking about uh, communities, what are communities and uh, what are they used for in companies and why do we need them actually and um, we will share some links um, later um, but um, we've been using some text by uh, Henry Mintzberg and um, let's kick off with what is a community, at least so his definition, because there's more definitions. And um, I remember that we have been talking about communities uh, in the past as well. I think in a couple of uh, of talks, but definitely in uh, in a blog. Um, I remember a video blog where uh, was mentioned Tunis, Ferdinand Tunis, the sociologist and uh, philosopher, talking about. Uh, Gesellschaft and Gemeinschaft, well, we may be touch on him, I don't know how far we go, but uh, let's keep it a bit practical. And um, so to start with that, then Minsberg is saying, and I have the paper here printed out, this is what is meant by community, he says at the second page, I think, the social glue that binds us together for the greater good. Think no further than the energy unleashed by the strong sense of community in Barack Obama's campaign. Um, do, what do you what do you think, guys? Is um, and, and I will participate in the I will moderate a little bit because somebody has to do and then to kick off. But I will try to uh, uh, participate as much as possible. But this social glue that binds us together for the greater good. I mean, if we talk about companies um, and talk about uh, communities, is it possible to have a community in a company at all? And uh, I would uh, throw this uh, aspect of the question into the pot that um, up until a certain size it is possible to have uh, social glue, as Minsberg put it, and beyond a certain size it is no longer possible. Which means that uh, within companies I believe that there could be packets of communities, mm -hmm. but uh, when we, ideally, and I'm not saying that uh, this is by any kind of law is the case, social mm. law. Many companies do not have any packets at all, but ideally there could be packets within the companies. But uh, a huge company, a global organization uh, like Toyota, which mm. Minsberg used as an example, uh, and which I disagree with, I think a huge organization cannot be a community. I remember <laughs> that, um, and I think Francois, you mentioned it also, but well, it's the, of course the problem if you don't prepare really, really well, because you don't know exactly where it came from, uh, where it came up, and what kind of podcast. Um, but we were mentioning, you were mentioning once, and uh, I agree to that, that the, the spheres um, from Sloterdijk, you know, the small sphere which is encapsulated in a larger sphere, and then a larger sphere, larger sphere, and, and as the larger they, they, they go, the more difficult it is to have this, uh, the, we talked also about this uh, social atomism, to one person and then more persons. And I agree with you, Laszlo, that is, uh, that is a fact. On the other hand, I was thinking also, I mean, if we talk about the community, um, and, and easily you do, eh? if you talk about a, talk about a, um, a family, for instance, and I bumped uh, just before I switched on uh, the mic, I saw by accident actually something on LinkedIn uh, about communities saying forget culture, focus on community instead. And of course, because of the podcast, I was like, wow, okay, cool. Let's see what it says. But the fun part there is was um, is that of course they, they did a definition of what community a bit different than Minsburg, but that doesn't matter. 
but this is, I think it's a lady, and she wrote something like, uh, think about the best communities you've ever seen, ever been part of. A college sports team, a church, a neighborhood, or an alumni group. And then I thought, okay, now you just mentioned, and unfortunately now immediately we go back to, to Tönnies, now you just mentioned Gemeinschaft. You just mentioned something which is not related to be paid, which is not related as, a, as being a concept. It is something real. I mean, there is a purpose in a church, there's a purpose in, a, and you don't win a, win a church, there's a purpose in a, in a football team or a neighborhood, um, but it's not used. It's not used in a sense as a concept to make money with, you know. And uh, so I was thinking, and maybe, I mean, I didn't think it all completely through, uh, to be honest, uh, what bumped up just now in my head is, but I was thinking, as far in companies, as you're, if you're talking about human resources, so the resources and not humans, maybe that's the problem. What do you think? I think um, if, um, what's missing, what we are missing in these def definitions is uh, a proper subordination of various spheres within the Gesellschaft, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's not, and money, as you mentioned, is one particular sphere, but it's not the only one. And this is where we see the problem in business. Business naturally is focused on making money, consequently focusing on one of the spheres that uh, in a society exists, but that's mm -hmm. by far not the only sphere. And uh, this is why, you know, when we look at a society, a society can create various communities on different levels. Mm -hmm. It may create a community among the, on the religious, on the front of the religion. It may create a community uh, when it comes to military, mm -hmm and uh, various related uh, institutions. These could be real communities, and it may create a community also on a business level, which is only the third one in uh, organic hierarchy after the first uh, two that I just mentioned. And it may create uh, communities even below the business level, uh, whose function is distribution of uh, excess goods for the benefit of the, of the society. So it may create communities also among the workers who create, uh, physically create goods. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and uh, there could be other communities on the service front, so on and so forth. What puts all these spheres into a cohesive whole is a more or less organic uh, society, if there is such a thing. Now, mm -hmm. nowadays, the problem is that we do no longer have organic state or organic society. The two are being different, of course. We have neither of these. And um, this created huge problems, uh, systemic problems that we can observe. On the one side, when we look at, uh, as Francois mentioned earlier, atomization of, of uh, society itself, which uh, basically um, goes down all the way to the level of the individual uh, mm -hmm. atomization of families and at the end uh, the atomization of the individual that uh, individual means that uh, an entity that cannot be divided further 
And now, just as in physics, <laughs> the beginning of yeah. the 20th century, they attempted to uh, split the atoms even further. Now we are attempting to split the individual even further. And, um, and uh, we, we basically rid them of uh, identities, very fundamental identities, like gender, and even uh, like being a human when it comes to transhumanism. So we have, we, we can observe many um, destructive tendencies. We can call it destructive because they are dis basically splitting people up to pieces, literally. This is atomization. So we have all these tendencies. These are all, this is what I mentioned, it's a systemic problem. So we cannot just look at one of these. We cannot just look at uh, business totally isolated from society at large and examine, the, examine it. And we cannot uh, do this also uh, with religion, as the lady listed, all these very, very diverse areas of mm. life uh, as an atomic uh, piece of pile, basically. We, we have to look at this as an organic whole and examine the issue from this particular angle. So, so this is the problem. I think there is no way, and I, I don't mean to close this discussion, you know, <laughs> right mm. now, because theoretically we can close it with this, you know, mm. because uh, mm. there is no way that uh, a business organization can create uh, a community, uh, yeah, an organic community, yeah. if the business community is not incorporated into a larger organic society that would give it purpose. Mm -hmm. Where on earth would, can business, should business take a purpose from, you know, and typically there's nowhere to go. So in previous areas, eras when there were more organic societies, society provided context for business. But now this is no longer there. So businesses have to come, sit down and concoct some kind of purpose for themselves if they want to. And this is the ridiculous uh, visioning exercise. Let's create a vision. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, is it, it is, it, I think I, I even can amplify that a bit. Um, I was looking at the um, etymology of uh, community. And the, the funny thing is that it is, um, etymology is apparently, for example, in the English wiki, in my opinion, not correct. Um, because they also go to this higher purpose idea, but communis is uh, sharing the burden in a way, sharing something that has to be done. Um, and um, you could say the opposite uh, of is, uh, community is um, immunity. And for example, in, in Latin, uh, immunity was used for men who did were exempted from their military service. That was called immunity. So you see this idea in the in the word in the etymology of the word that a community is where people together pick up something that has to be done. So so strange enough in in business in a way <laughs> you could say it that it is a community. Because collectively you, you, you do some, well, in principle, some work that has to be done. Now, Laszlo, I agree that's 
nowadays um, business organization concoct something to make money. But that the original idea of the word actually was what had to be done. And if making money would have been something that has to be done, it is the uh, old definition of a community. Yes, yes. But if I understand correctly, you don't agree with the definitions of um, communities uh, having a higher purpose. Well, yes. Uh, no, not as a, that is only one aspect of it. And, and Gerard, you, you bring, uh, I think, very justly uh, Sloterdijk um, Mm. Uh, on, on this topic, because he like is very precise about um, this idea of uh, spheres uh, and and how you can analyze them in in several dimensions. I think he split it up in nine. And this idea of a higher goal is only one of them mm. that can be there or cannot be there. Can be more important or less important. Well, uh, certainly, if, if I remember well, he, he starts with the idea that we are always in coexistence because we we live first in a womb. So you, you are never alone. You, you start as coexistence. Mm -hmm. And then at the moment you are alone, you start to recreate this original state. And um, I think he calls gyrotope everything with its in-hand reach, mm -hmm. phonotope, um, is everything which is in, in the sonic dimension, and so on. And he also reached to one, um, I, I think it is called aletotope, the, um, the reference to a certain truth, a truth within the group, or a higher goal, if you want. And if any one of these is missing, do you think we can still talk about community? Well, that depends on your... <laughs> That depends on your definition, of course. But if mm -hmm. it, the idea of Sloterdijk is you can analyze it in those nine dimensions and you are all the time talking about community. But, but there are yes. not... Uh, you know, I think uh, there, uh, the language and the vocabulary is so rich that, for example, in my, in my view, if uh, a group of people are missing a higher purpose, which is the case in companies, and when I said that they concoct a purpose or a vision, that's what I meant, not to concoct what to do, they know what to do, but to come up with something that would justify what they do, because they feel that they need something. They cannot just say that we produce, you know, two tons of pills a year, <laughs> then, you know, we need to con come up with something, something else, something more, you know, save people's lives and so on and so forth. Yeah. And uh, to, make, to make sure that people just do this, not just because money. Yeah. I don't know if this is the right thing to do, but I think it's, um, it smells like sweat. Because Why? Because nothing incorporates them. But going back, so if we have, a, within a company, we have... A group of people, 20 guys working on developing an, app, an application, they are missing any kind of higher purpose. They are just there to develop this application and get the paycheck. I don't think we should call this a community or talk about these in one of the nine dimensions of communities because this is not a community. We have a, a word for it and this word is team. This is a team. A team is not 
doesn't equal a community. A doesn't equal B. One of, we are talking different categories. It would be logically yeah, incorrect mm. to, to draw you know, an equation mark between them. So we have teams, we have other uh, sets of, we have squads in military that are temporarily assembled. We have many words to describe what exactly we are talking about. And one of these is community. Community is very different by logical default from all the other definitions. So we have to come to a conclusion what it is. And uh, in my, my opinion, can, uh, again, we can look at it, uh, even if we further differentiate, we can look at it based on worldviews. For example, uh, we can use philosophical terminologies to delineate a particular worldview, and we can say that there could be communities defined from a materialistic point of view, which is a naive realist uh, worldview, and there could be communities defined by a subjective idealist point of view. This could also, it's all, and we, we still talk about communities uh, having, uh, in my definition, a higher purpose. Even a, an evolutionist materialist view ultimately accepts that communities, uh, groups of people and teams and stuff, if they have a, have a higher purpose, are different from uh, groups and teams that don't. Yeah, that, that is absolutely true. You know, so when it comes to companies, uh, as I, without wanting to repeat myself, it's typically, I mean, it is kind of ridiculous when uh, they try to create this higher context from within the company. <laughs> it's a self-contradiction, it's an absurdity as opposed to having the company originated from or higher, at the beginning from a higher yeah, context. Yeah, com living in society, being in society, a higher context that already exists in society. Exactly. And, uh, and the society provides this uh, glue that uh, Minsberg refers to or tries to find within companies. This glue that actually works. Because in companies, there is no such glue. You don't pay salaries and the glue is gone. People are gone. You know, society does have a glue. So, for example, when we look at uh, why did soldiers, when it comes to uh, a sphere above the economic dom domain, why did soldiers go and uh, die a heroic death in battle? You know, when this happened, the glue that vertically aligned society did actually work. This was an organic society when these things happened. Now, you know, this is, uh, I'm not saying it's totally missing because we still see, we have militaries operating across the world, but we also can observe that the quality of uh, people in military declined. They became machine operators because why? Because uh, the purpose, the the, the organic it's element, less clear. yeah, it's, it's, it's is less clear. It's missing. The society itself is more mechanistic and machine, machine-like, and people go for tours, uh, military campaigns, and they co go back as nervous wrecks. 
Yeah, I, I, think, I, I uh, cannot help that at the at the background of this idea of um, um, of, of our topic. The, the whole weekend <laughs> I was still following this crisis in the United States and that of course also makes you think about community good point yeah how <laughs> yeah we, so all my definitions came a bit from there and and this is totally true what you say Laszlo it's it, there you cannot talk about community without these ideas because all these groups concerns in this crisis have simply different ideas, different ideology, different pers different um, perspective on what is truth also. And that's the problem, I think, with uh, if we <clears throat> if we talk about um, <clears throat> sorry, Gesellschaft, you know, this this uh, I I think this as a concept, uh, ontologically speaking, it's uh, it's very difficult to uh, to define. And um, um, well, by, while by the way, last you mentioned the the, um, the military, and I, I agree with Francois as well. Uh, but nevertheless, um, I, I saw a documentary uh, about um, um, English soldiers uh, soldiers uh, in the 1914-18 uh, war going to France, and um, I don't think there was any clue. The clue what was there is that there were. I mean, they should be 18 to get in the in the in the in the war machinery and uh, to get a salary and get paid and uh, and more or less, you know, they had nothing or not let not not much to do. Uh, they were quite uh, quite poor, and uh, even at 16 and 17, <clears throat> they uh, they jumped in, and uh, they jumped just in because of the adventure, because of the friends did, and um, so I wonder if this, if this is really a well thought glue and well sensed glue in that sense uh, maybe it was in the past but i i think um and if we if we go back to uh, to what also minsberg is saying um that he means community is uh, he's he writes somewhere it's caring about our work our colleagues and our place in the world geographic and otherwise and in turn being inspired by this caring um i think this indeed only works if and that's why I mentioned in the beginning also this uh, this humans instead of human resources um, because that's clear clear yeah if you, if you go if you go back indeed to the uh, to the uh, um, Gemeinschaft this idea like you know uh, an an, uh, uh, an organic a living organic something um, this has not the real purpose purpose in the sense that um, um, it acquires capital or whatever you know this is this that is only possible in uh, in a conceptual form yes it's um, when when um, a part claims absolute validity we always have a problem mm. so it's, and we should this is what so in concrete terms when uh, capital or profit claims absolute validity in a society that is wrong it's only a part of society a part cannot claim absolute validity drawing our typical analogy for organic organizations for example the human body is an organic <laughs> mm -hmm. you know organization mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. no part can claim absolute validity for example the reproductive organs cannot take over the the role of the brain and so people uh, that maybe that are the only ones who can try to do that. <laughs> you know i used it uh, on purpose of course on purpose uh, it's a provocative <laughs> example so yeah. early in the morning <laughs> not only not not only because of that 
um, the, two things come to mind, uh, and I, I admit this is actually not my uh, creative idea. I, I borrowed this idea. Uh, Bela Hambush, uh, a writer, used um, the stomach. He didn't use the reproductive organ. He used the stomach uh, as a comparison. So his point was that uh, to his point to indicate how society became uh, turned basically turned upside down. The hierarchy that uh, ensures an or organicity in the society has been turned upside down. So the stomach took over the function of the brain. So he used expressions like uh, uh, modern man has now stomach thoughts, stomach ambitions, and so on and so forth, as opposed to the brain or the heart, depending on how we look at it. So I think this very accurately depicts our situation uh, when it comes to lack of higher context, it's painfully obvious that uh, wherever we look, people's ambition uh, expires once their physical needs are satisfied. They don't aspire, don't aspire to anything more. And uh, seemingly this is contradicted, for example, by career people who aspire to build a career. But when we look at uh, the why, why they want to do it, we always come back to the question of purchasing power so they can increase their consumption. And when, it look, when we look at what they consume, it's uh, basically, it doesn't, it's just food, clothes, and uh, shelter. I, I would be hard pressed to come up when looking at the majority uh, to find any higher ambition among these. You know, that's it. In a more luxurious form, of course, you know, but it's still fundamentally food, clothes, and shelter. So there's absolutely no higher context in the lives of people. Society is failing to provide that. And um, uh, this is, uh, as we mentioned, a fundamental root cause of a lack of integration, or in other words, of disintegration, which is, of course, standing in polar opposition to any chance of community <laughs> to emerge uh, anywhere, be it in business or otherwise. So, and this led to a problem where we have so-called pseudo we can even introduce the term, term pseudo-communities. They try to act like a community, so more than just a team, more than just a squad, and uh, various other uh, groupings of people. They try to act like a community, which means that they pretend that they have a higher context, but they don't. Ultimately, when we examine them stronger, they don't. So they are pseudo-communities. I think uh, indeed that uh, when we talk about human communities here, that we almost all uh, communities that we encounter are these pseudo communities indeed. But I don't agree with um, that, that this is counting for everybody, that there's this, this satisfaction of, you know, there's a few elements of uh, Maslow's uh, triangle pyramid uh, are done. I mean, I can imagine that uh, at a certain point there are people who want to develop themselves and. Uh, 
I want to create something because I think people also want to create things. It's not always that, you know, just people only want the food, the shelter and stuff, you know, they want to do something and want to be praised for that either. If you write a book, it's wonderful, but what you want is that somebody saying, hey, that's a good book or the book helped me or whatever. And, um, and and that's why I'm stuck also a bit. I mean, if you look to uh, to this, uh, and again, then unfortunately back to this uh, Gemeinschaft, um, where you can just um, develop yourself in the, in a way you want to as a organism, like you mentioned the word uh, evolution as well. Um, this is not possible, almost not possible, when we when you become from human to human resource in in the company. I mean, this, there's almost no way people would say, "Well, look, I'm here in the in the accounting department, but I love drawing. Um, can I get some? You know, and I make you know, this is not this is not happening. And um, so this is the dichotomy as well. It's 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 a bit of a it's a bit of a problem. But I I there certainly are, and and it's what's funny. He mentioned in this article, he mentioned Pixar. Um, I saw this new movie, Soul, so this uh, was nice, it also came with uh, some eight-minute uh, uh, documentaries about how it's made, uh, and then he said this is about caring about colleagues, about, and these guys want to make this picture, you want to make it great, but nevertheless, this is not only caring about, this is also about talent. These are all, uh, all very, very talented people who want to produce, who want to make something, want to show it to other colleagues, and they say, wow! You did the background exactly as I wanted it. You did the voices exactly as as looks um, should be should be connected to this to this uh, to this uh, person in the in the movie, and um, so the only possibility where you have this um, more or less um, uh, authentic original self self development uh, if if you th if you let go things and if you don't then you you work with a team you work with a community because you steer them and then you end up in trouble that's the, that's i think that's the, that's a real problem maybe we can uh, dwell a little more on this um, thing the pixar example turns light to a fundamental rule that applies and obviously applied uh, in previous eras in the organic communities, that the Gemeinschaft is typically a group of people or a community of people with uh, similar dispositions, meaning uh, also similar way of thinking, but uh, more fundamentally similar dispositions, similar talents. Uh, for example, we spoke earlier about guilds, you know, uh, the Pixar example sheds light on this specific aspect. So you, you got a bunch of talented animators together. It's very similar to getting a bunch of very talented programmers together. Also, very similar bunch of people. Or uh, when you look at advertising agencies or creative uh, studios, same applies there. Mm -hmm. And. Uh, when you look at Oracle, for example, a little more complex community, you have uh, two fundamental cultures clashing. One of them is the sales, very specific type, but very similar. And the other is the technical guys developing uh, you know, the, the product. And then uh, when you look at an FMCG company, for example, Unilever, you have an even more complex situation because there you have manufacturing, technical, 
you have chemistry, you have sales, uh, sales, you have separately marketing, you have finance, a huge finance operation, you have the legal department. So you have various packets of potential communities, but most likely groups of people with very similar dispositions uh, that binds them together. Natu it's natural that we are uh, we prefer to work with people that are similar to us when it comes to our dispositions. It simply creates much less complexities and problems. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, yes, it's a prerequisite for a community, a very fundamental one, for a Gemeinschaft, to have something in Gemein with, e with each other. And um, so, uh, and I'm just going to throw it here, the question of diversity, uh, how they get it wrong, typically, at companies with their mechanical approach. They, uh, diversity is good, but uh, when it comes to uh, small groups, potential communities, there is no diversity there. So when it comes to engineers, you cannot sh throw marketing guys in there. It has to be purely engineers. So no diversity of these positions. When it comes mm -hmm. to a society at large, of course, society needs a diversity, but this diversity is created on various horizontal levels. A diversity of priests, of soldiers, judges, teachers, you know, business people, craftsmen, and so on and so forth. Yeah, I, I don't think, by the way, uh, that um, it's not 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 impossible to have um, um, uh, diversity and to add marketing to the team. I mean, what uh, for me is more, uh, and also I think uh, if I derive from uh, from from Tunis, let's say, if that is Gemeinschaft, if you as long as you're working in the community, whether it's marketing, whether it's sales, whether it's whatever. Um, but you did you design something you say wow it's great and people say look wonderful and the marketing guy is saying i can sell it and the sales or the sales guy is saying i can sell it and the marketing i can brand it and whatever that would be fine but as soon as you create something where you're not working in but with the community where there's targets where there's a manager coming in and say wonderful website but uh, you know the brand should be on the left and my name should be on the right and then you think fuck this is not what i wanted this is not as brilliant as i like it and so then in 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 companies that's almost everything is a pseudo one except maybe in the startup um, yes it, it, so I, I think it's uh, I think it's possible this diversity and and by the way I'm, I'm sorry that, that I probably otherwise I, I might forget if the problem I think with uh, and because sometimes people might think well you know it's like great organic this Gemeinschaft Gemeinschaft and uh, community wonderful let's have it but it creates a bubble as well eh? And um, so if you're the, the, the living organism, the, the family, let's say, I mean, the family then is, is, a, is a wonderful uh, uh, um, example of a, of, a, of a bubble. But, you know, uh, as you say, you would try to work with people that, that are similar as you. And in the family, of course, they're, they're more or less uh, the similar, even on DNA level. Uh, but what do you, where do you create uh, uh, your feedback? how, you know, it's it, all within the bubble. So it, it has, it's problematic as well. I'm, I'm not sure if I look at it as, uh, when it comes to the family setup, uh, the company is a different scenario. Uh, sure. The question of silos within the organization and stuff, uh, which are not solved, by the way. And mm -hmm. uh, there's a reason why they cannot solve it. But um, 
let's not get there. Well, well, I think the family example is much closer to our topic, the community, organic communities as a topic. And um, yes, I mean, uh, today, when the organic society is missing, it's absolutely true that families, if they achieve organicity, which they, many times they don't, but if they do, they are pockets, yes, it's undeniable. Now, if there is an organic society, as there used to be 200 years ago even, or before the First World War, let's specify it even more in concrete terms, then uh, these families are, uh, who, that achieved organicity are not pockets. They uh, very harmoniously fit into uh, their immediate larger community in a village or town or a particular district, which fits also very organically into the embedding larger uh, community. That's the ideal state that we lost, you know, where the, the interaction between pe people is also much more organic, not mechanical and machine-like as it mm -hmm. is today. Uh, we all know the cliches of uh, not knowing our own neighbors, not being sure exactly how to greet them even. <laughs> so there are many, it's, it became so mechanical and stupid in, in a way. When the society was organic, uh, the style elements, which the style is a fundamental um, part of identity, the style elements were natural. It was not defined, so to speak, but it was kind of natural how certain strata of society behaves and how they interact. It, uh, it worked because it, it worked for hundreds of years and thousands of years and uh, it uh, just very natural, it was very natural. How, how by the way, if, uh, how would you then um, um, consider the social pressure and peer pressure in those groups? <laughs> It's a yeah, good question. <laughs> you, I, it's a, you know, what we are doing now, and I, I'm always very careful to avoid this mistake, is to project our current views and experience back to the past and try to evaluate those based on these. I yeah, think it's yeah, not correct. That's true. But you know, yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, the, the, it's all the only thing we can do, your, actually. Yeah, yeah. The day I'll do your interview... Uh, Laszlo, we will come back to that. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is, this is an interesting I, one. Indeed. I will seriously I mean, in, in question you about this. Uh, how, 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 what but classes so you use in the current situation in, 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 and to look to the past, you know? I mean, this is the only but set of classes is, probably is, you have. Let's, let's say if it is not the current situation, uh, uh, not the past or not the past, I, I don't know anything about, though I'm very curious, for example, how it would be to live in Rome Sure. When the Roman I mean, Empire uh, was at its top, but I'm really curious. But I will never know. Let's I talk understand. about it. You know, it's uh, we, we we can talk about it. But I wanted to say something else. Oh, sorry, I, sorry. When, when I woke up this morning, I, I woke up early since I I knew something was going to happen. We had the podcast, so at six o'clock I realized I have hardly prepared for the podcast, and I was thinking about communities, and then I thought actually if. If you ask me honestly, what is your first first reaction, instinctive reaction? Is and of course this is very personal. I, I don't know if it's a useful um, 
a useful uh, way to bring it to the podcast. But I, I hate it. I hate communities. <laughs> that was my first idea. It's I always find them repulsive. What my ideal situation in the world would be that communities exist and they're kind of uh, they have borders like uh, semi-permeable or permeable borders. You can enter, you can go out, but without any pressure. Mm -hmm. And what I always have felt is that uh, the, the driving force of community was pressure on the individual, that it, there was no freedom there. And so whatever it was, religious community, school community, family community, I always thought, well, now I have a word for it. What I'm looking for is immunity for communities, right? <laughs> that you can protect yourself against it. Yes, and that's uh, even more urgent nowadays. I mean, um, I like the, the thing you can use, you, you know, you can use freely and are good things like uh, internet, communications, but everything which comes on top of that, which starts to regulate it, that, that's a horror for the individual. This is, uh, this is what typically is described as the liberal view of, uh, individual, of the individual versus uh, society or versus a community. Yeah, but, but there are other views on this. This is by far not the only one. And um, I, I give you a, a definition for community that you may like, actually. Okay. And um, this definition is, uh, by the way, not a modern definition. It's a classical definition for a community. And um, according to this, the community, a true community consists of free men. That's number one. Uh, prerequisite. Free men who by their own free will join the community and they understand exactly what they are going to join. Uh, each community, you're absolutely correct, uh, just like each identity is uh, by nature limited. There are limits and uh, because if there were not limits, obviously there were, not, there were no identities e either. So an identity excludes everything else that does not belong to this identity. And this, of course, applies to the identity of a community. So there is, what does it mean in practice? It, what it means in practice that a community exists on a on a contextual level, as a concept, as a conceptual level, and may not which we, the conceptual level we may call a potentiality, it exists potentially, may not exist in actuality. Maybe nobody wants to join or, or a community based on such a concept. Nobody wants to actualize such a concept. It's possible. We have many examples. For example, the, again, going back to the past, nobody wants to join uh, the conceptual foundations of Sparta anymore. Mm -hmm. yeah, it would not happen, never become actual. On a level of uh, potentialities, however, Sparta still exists. 
but not on the levels of actuality. Anyway, so there is a conceptual level there is a, and there is an actual level. So when peop free people join the community, why do they do that? It's because based on their own identity, which is uh, de facto limited, but not in the sense of uh, constriction limited, but in the sense of uh, naturally it has to be limited. Yeah, no, I, I, I get the idea, and, and sure, I, sure, I like this definition, it's a nice definition, but I, I don't think it is, it is, um, but think, I don't think, think the reality is like this. I think no, no, the reality I think, uh, is that you, you are in a community, unavoidable, you are in several communities, and the more complex a society is, the more unavoidable it is, and I think... Um, the freedom is there that you have um, minimum restrictions by these communities. So based on your view... Sorry? Based on your view... Yeah. Uh, you obviously do, would not want to join a community, any kind, because you feel a terrible pressure and restriction that emanates from this community beyond, you have your own definition, beyond what? That there is a certain freedom you want to achieve, and you can define the level of this freedom. And you feel that uh, the community would impose restrictions that you cannot tolerate. So there's no... And uh, I'm, I'm going to have to ask a question uh, towards you, that what is the level of freedom that you define for yourself? That um, no, I, I think I hardly have. Well, I'm not complaining here. No, but uh, <laughs> it is not so much that I, I. Yeah, maybe I want more freedom. No, no, I'm. I'm but happy you hate with communities. How it is, but you but hate communities, communities because it is because not something I would strive to to stimulate or to. Or, Organize at more what you say when the free man encounters communities. That's that's part of life. Communities are are in a way natural. No, I didn't say it correctly. If this is what came through, the the finishing point of this definition is that there's free. First of all, free man is one who knows himself. That's very important. And uh, we are social animals, it's undeniable. So we need other people to coexist with them. It's very important for us. Free man would um, join a community that is such that they themselves would create. If I may, I ask one question, Laszlo. If I understand you well, you're not because um, if we talk about uh, 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 organic, um, an organic element, um, you're not talking about that the free men, they, um, they enter as a, a, a construct, a concept, um, but they, they join and then they define the, the concept, right? So I can but, agree with the concept, that's, that's fine. Yeah, it's, uh, it's very difficult to understand, but this is not what I'm saying. You know, the, um, and I tell so how you, how does it work then? There's the, there's the free, there's the free man, and they join for some reason, 
And then this the community, <clears throat> and then they think about the concept of a community. But it's not to join the concept because if it would to join the concept, um, it's probably not organic. Am I right? No, no. Okay, and that what, I don't understand. What me? Yeah, I know it's uh, it's even difficult to explain because uh, our our reading is distorted by uh, the current reality, which uh, Francois is absolutely right. The reality is by far does not correspond to what we are defining now. But we still have to define what it is we're talking about so we can compare how the current reality differs from it. It does differ from it, for sure. So organic communities have a concept. This concept is the context, some, the higher reality that uh, incorporates all the components of the community into a cohesive whole. Now, this concept is naturally, as I mentioned, could be a potential. Uh, it's always, let's just say it, let's just beat around the bush. The concept is always potential and it can never be fully actualized. It's not possible. As, as they say, is there a truth, one truth, an absolute truth? Yes. It's uh, as uh, Thomas Aquinas uh, in his uh, epic work using logic uh, very mm -hmm. cleverly defined, there must be a first principle. It's, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It can, there cannot not be. Now, mm -hmm. is this first principle an absolute truth? Is it perceivable in the reality where we live? No. There is no absolute truth in our reality. It's not possible. You know, it's a different reality. You know, our reality is not uh, absolute. It's uh, very relative. And there is no absolute truth in it. But on a conceptual level, there is absolute truth. Now, when it comes to organic communities, there is a concept that the community aims at. And this concept is the very foundation of the identity of the people who form the community. The community's foundation and the community's members' foundations, their identity is based on the same foundation, so to speak. This is why the community is built by free men. Why? Because they need this community so they can unfold their potentials. Man is not just what he is now, in an actual form, man also contains lots of potentials that he has to actualize. And for is that he needs a community and this is what the community mm -hmm. does for them. Yeah, I, I understand. Um, um, but for me then, uh, let's say in, in Gesellschaft, the, 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 the conceptual thing is, uh, is, is very clear. Um, but could we say that in a community that just this free man this, this, that formed the community um, they're not, it's not aspirational in the sense that they aspire a concept, but they, it is, they are, you know, like the being, they, they are. And then if you look from abroad, from, a, from a, another perspective, then, then you design or you, or you um, um, try to identify the concept. Yes. That for me, yes. would it make more organic? Yes, would yes. So organic? You're correcting this one. So first yeah. of all, the first one, the, the, the identity of people who form the community is constantly evolving. Mm -hmm. 
So because they have lots of potentials to actualize, it's a process. And uh, there, therefore, the community is constantly evolving. Now, if you look at this community from the outside, you have to ask these questions, of course. So what is the concept behind this community that I, I'm observing? Without this question, you cannot get uh, the slightest idea even about what mm -hmm. you are seeing in this community. So, for example, going back again, because we cannot use uh, modern examples, because in, in our time, we are in the age of postmodernity, we do not have organic communities for a long time now. So, we, we are forced to look to the past. Mm -hmm. So, when it comes to, for example, to guilds, communities, uh, guild, a guild is a community of like-minded, likely this predisposed people, like uh, you know, similar talents and stuff, they, are, they don't exist to create artifacts. Creating artifacts is definitely what they do, but why they do it is because it's part and path for them to unfold their potentials. As I mentioned, free men are the ones who know who they are, know thyself, so f only free men uh, only people could be free who know themselves. If you don't know yourself, you cannot be free. So and the development wasn't a luxury in that sense, because they also needed these artifacts to just simply survive. Th yes, that's, a, uh, that's the third, uh, you know, in this uh, organic hierarchy of, of uh, concepts, so to speak, survival, the physical needs, is third great factor. Third grade. Yes, of course, you know, nobody denies that they needed to eat. That's, we don't need to get into discussions about the physical level. That's a given. Yeah, they My eat. wife sometimes thinks there's no need for me to eat. <laughs> <laughs> I know that there's no need for me to eat, uh, at least after the holidays. For a, while, <laughs> for a while, you know. So, uh, so, so these things are arranged. <clears throat> yeah. So, but you know, this is the point. This is the higher thing that I we, that I mentioned earlier. That today, yes, today, if you look at the majority, even if, uh, as you mentioned, people need also recognition. You did a good job and stuff. But if you really dig a little deeper, ultimately, they need the money to buy stuff. Oh, you in, in the end you end up uh, at least at the bottom of the of Maslow, yeah. So you know this uh, organic societies, uh, the Maslow needs thir are third grade factors. This is the point. There are things above above it, and what could be fundamentally above it, your full self, and this again is a a war between worldviews, so to say. For example, the materialist worldview says that uh, you are basically covered by the Maslow law and there's nothing above it. Yeah. You are a physical organism, that's it. Now, the subjective idealist view says that, yes, absolutely, you are a physical organism. Uh, maybe that part, but it's only a part of you, maybe 20%. And there are 80% above it that could be talked about in terms of, for example, uh, need for recognition, as you mentioned. It's also something above the physical plane, and if people are serious about needing it, that's a beautiful sign. That's great. 
And there are even levels above feeling good for being recognized. And uh, to fully realize yourself, to fully actualize all your potentials, is a subjective idealist view <coughs> that was dominating most organic societies and communities, including, the, for example, the, the guilds. And that's why I said the guilds existed not to produce artifacts. That was a third great factor. They did it, they needed it, but it was a third great factor. For those people, those similar people in the guild, this was a path for full self-realization. Mm. That's, that's what kept them together. That was the glue. So an individual free man that belonged to the guild would, if he had no idea, if he had had no idea that there was such a thing as a guild, he would have invented it because he was complying with a concept that he accepted as true. So mm. without knowing it, he would have done it. But since it existed, based on his own concept of self, there was no question for him that for joining this guild, this is the best he can do for his life. And this same applies to other groups uh, to mention, for example, in an organic military. Organic military means that it doesn't allow people who don't belong there. So, for example, in the Middle Ages and in the Renaissance, especially starting from the Renaissance, we could observe that the military, due to financial pressures, had to open the doors to people who do, did not belong there. So that's when the mercenaries appeared. That's when, uh, for example, poor, uh, poor peasants were forced or coal or um, persuaded to join the military, they did not belong there. That was not their destiny. You know? So that, uh, that was a kind of a corruption to the integrity of the military. But prior to that, the militaries were organic, meaning only people born to be warriors were joining the military absolutely freely. They had a different concept of death of course, uh, they had the uh, uh, Morphis Triumphalis, the, the glorious death and yeah. stuff. So mm -hmm. it was a very, very different people from the, from the ones who joined the guilds. And very different people from the, from the priests in the monasteries who totally isolated themselves from uh, the everyday life, dedicating uh, themselves fully to contemplation. You know, so these, were the, these are the organic elements. And I'm referring to this because this never changed. They disappeared uh, on the levels of actuality, but potentially they are there. Many people uh, among the management consultants, <laughs> maybe uh, when organic society still existed, they may be priests. You know, and uh, many people uh, among management could be uh, if there were still guilds, could be much more happy in a guild than in a management position. Yeah. <clears throat> if uh, maybe it's time, um, um, well, let's do the clock, to, to move a bit also to um, communities in, uh, in organizations and transpose. I mean, we've been thinking about the communities itself a lot now, which is really interesting, I have to admit. 
And uh, as always, uh, I have the feeling that when we discuss a topic, there's way more in it, and um, <clears throat> it's a matter of time. But nevertheless, if we go to uh, to companies, um, well, I'm supposing then you know communities are necessary in 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 companies. You know, we can debate that as well. But if Minsberg is saying, and he he mentioning somewhere in this article uh, that the best maybe he is not really really uh, knowledgeable about it. Maybe uh, the best is to start in the um, in the the, the mid the mid uh, hierarchy part of the uh, of the uh, of the company of the organization, and um, so what do you guys think of that? Yeah, that was what I, I wanted to ask you, uh, Gerard. For yeah, th this idea that the driving force uh, instead of top down, huh, I, I think he argues should be somewhere in the middle, like an radiating in all directions. Yeah, he's, he's right. I was looking it up. He's writing, uh, in, I have no page number, somewhere in the middle, often the place to look for the remnants of community. Well, it's interesting then that he says that is among middle managers. Significant numbers of these people tend to be highly knowledgeable about the enterprise and deeply committed to its survival. Yeah, blah, blah. it was an interesting... My, my take is, well, I, it makes, for me, it makes a bit sense in that, that sense that, uh, I mean, if you look to uh, the board, board minus one, two, this is, uh, this is an enormous bubble. Um, and um, I hardly find things are always very genuine there. Uh, these are also the career guys. Uh, if you look to the if 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 you look to a hierarchical structure and and let's use still the pyramid form, then if you look to the bottom, um, these are the new people, people coming in, uh, also very important basis, but usually also lots of people who have not much that not much to say. And it's a bit like in the army, you know, when they say that the war, the war is won by the sergeants. It's not won by the generals, it's not won by the foot soldiers, by the sergeants as leading, you know, the, the soldiers and are more knowledgeable about what's going on and not being a career sergeant who has been uh, in, in the army here and then he's going to the, to, to the Air Force and then he's going to the Marine and then, you know, whatever. And so in that sense, I, I, I think a bit that it makes sense, but it's also, I think, because in what you usually see, but this is my view, and maybe not correct. What you usually see is that this um, this middle managers they are there for a long time, um, so they I think as they know each other uh, very well. And if you know a person very well, if you know a colleague very well, you probably or not at all. <laughs> I mean, you might care for him or her. And um, so there's uh, there's maybe a more a sense of in that in that word more sense of uh, of community ship. Um, uh, in that segment, and and not in the top, and not in the in the, in the bottom, and for them it's 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 for them survival of the company is important. They're there for a long time, and uh, if the company would not exist anymore, I mean the career guys in the top they will get a new job. Probably the the the, the more not too complex functions, um, but very mind you, very very important functions, but maybe not too complex, are are easy more easy to find uh, an, another job somewhere else. But the, this highly specialized guys who work there for thirty or maybe thirty five years in the middle, they're stuck, and for them it's important that this company survives because otherwise they are lost. So yeah, that this is, is how is I read it. Very interesting. Uh, uh, it's it's a very interesting point. It is also um, you give an example in an existing structure. Huh? Let's let's say um, top bottom uh, structure mm -hmm. and the middle guy, and that would also be a middle. But thinking about companies uh, like that, the structure could also be totally different, a different shape. I sure. mean, we we have many geometrical shapes. 
and the pyramid is uh, far from the only one. And you could think about another dynamic in an organization if you adopt a different shape. Uh, so if, if what you call the middle guy, for example, is not the middle anymore, but in, an, yeah. in another shape, a, sure. a double ellipse or something. Um, Net no, let's say network organization. That's, then it's totally different. And also a very small organization where there's almost no middle. Yeah. Yeah, but, the middle is, but the middle is, and he mentioned middle, I mean, that's why I am No, no, but I think small, uh, small organization, and, and Laszlo always very rightly put the guilt, huh, which is a perfect yeah, example. Yeah, absolutely. And there, actually, it doesn't have so much a shape. Uh, <laughs> it can shape shift in a way, because it is so small. And sure. uh, when, let's say, the oldest person of the guilt is not there, the guilt is not suddenly stopping, because it, everyone carries the guilt yeah. and it is not a top-down thing and it's not like uh, no the guilt like, is the guilt is top down, top down. well but, uh, it is but, top down i know i know you you understand what i mean it is uh, but you're absolutely right that uh, if of course the senior person dies yeah. dies uh, there is a very strict hierarchy yeah yeah, yeah. and uh, no, so everybody knows who takes over but this is a very no, interesting but the, the problem it's not a problem that it is either top down or not top down it is small and <laughs> and that makes that top down is not so much top down um, it has not the same effect as in a large organization but it is it's an interesting one because you know i was triggered by reading this and then he says uh, hey it is not completely sure but it could be this middle management but then i also was thinking i mean what you often see is people if companies are restructuring and this obviously this pyramid shape is is still the st still in place uh, in, in 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 the majority of the companies but you know network organizations are different and startups are different but if you if this large size companies if they restructure, what is always happening is that they're, they're de-layering, you know, they take out one or two middle management layers. So apparently on the one hand, it's um, it's a constructive one. It's the guys who form the backbone of the of the company, maybe, and they, they're there for a long time, as Mintzberg is saying, knowledgeable, uh, deeply committed to its survival. And uh, I, 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 I mentioned why I, I think that it, that is. Um, on the other hand, um, they might be seen then from the top as well as a uh, as something that you have to get rid of because they block uh, they block um, uh, progress. It's a, it's a weird thing actually. That means Berg, uh, for uh, reasons that he very clearly explained, is uh, in favor of middle management. And, uh, sure, I can imagine for for various reasons, uh, and uh, I can only agree with most. I don't agree with all. I, I don't necessarily think that uh, middle management by the, de is de facto the backbone of the organization, especially uh, once again, going back to the size, it's very important. There is such a thing as organizational debt, meaning that uh, organizations build up based on bad decisions. And, uh, and uh, typically this gets precipitated specifically in the middle, in the shape of middle management. So this is not a rule that middle management is the backbone of the organization. In many cases, middle management could be unnecessary fat in the organization. Oh, that's of course, that, that's so possible. Just to yeah. add that to, the, to yeah. this, this question. Uh, now, how the organization 
operates, uh, and, of, and uh, maybe we can, um, because it's interesting from our point of view, uh, mention that uh, network organizations, as you mentioned, are only possible if um, it is a specialized organization attracting people with the same skill. In other cases, there is no such thing. There are, and empirical evidence supports this. So the biggest network organizations, so-called distributed companies, are uh, mostly technical ones. Everybody's a programmer, almost there's no other function. And uh, for example, yeah, the ones who developed the WordPress. WordPress is a non-profit. But there is a, a company behind them, a huge one, which surprised me. It's called Automatic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the first distributed companies. I know a guy who's a programmer there, working uh, there. Uh, it's a fun company, totally distributed. So they pay people uh, money so they can work where, from wherever they want. They meet only once or twice a year as a, as a company. But otherwise, you know, this guy from Prague, uh, his favorite spot is Tokyo, and he goes to Tokyo to work from there all the time. And, it, mm -hmm. and he just interacts, of course, with other programmers. Uh, so so it's, a, it's a programmer company, and uh, it works beautifully because mm -hmm. it reflects uh, the working style of programmers. So it's a perfect setup. This would not work with Unilever. At all, this would not happen. No, and and the difference is as well. I mean, if you if you if your uh, the object of deliverance is software, um, I can work there for for twelve years and I program something. And and my heritage is that you can just take over and read what I did, and you just work from there. It's not something that is in my head. I don't take it with me. You document it and so on. It works nice. Yes, it's there. Yes, yeah. yes. So yeah, this is uh, this is one. This is um, a very special setup. Uh, I'm not, haven't decided, for example, if I like it or not. Uh, but mm -hmm. talking to the guys or, or to this one specifically, he loves it, and uh, he absolutely he feels absolutely happy. And can't imagine to work in any other setup than this. He loves yeah, colleagues. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, they managed to build. If I don't know if it's a community, but uh, they built a very strong team, and there is definitely a glue. Mm -hmm. That uh, there is commitment from people. There's absolutely no middle management there. There's uh, almost no management there. So. Yeah. But by the way, I, I, so I, the, I the, the activity decides the form huh, actually. They have, uh, of course, objectives to achieve, and um, there is management. So there are people who are responsible for hiring uh, senior senior programmers. Uh, so planning. they decide, make decisions, and they also, but they discuss it together how they uh, distribute the work. Yeah. So I was thinking, by the way, as well, that I can imagine that Minsburg is in favor, and I'm, I'm, I'm mainly as well in of this mid uh, middle management level, because you know this. Uh, I mean, the the life cycle of a, of a CEO is what is it now? Now it is like five years. You know? Max. So these guys yes. are gone. Yes. Max. So you don't start there. I mean, no, I mean, you know, but there's also another thing: the the middle. Nobody's at companies for thirty years. 
uh, doesn't exist. Uh, middle managers are the same. Five years. Well, that's not completely true. It's depending on. I know a couple of companies who, and that was amazing for me to learn that there, there's people who are there for e still even now, are there for 30, 40 years. They have. Um, it's a huge company. They have. Um, I will not mention the name now, but they will. They have uh, a typically um, seniority of what is the average age is about forty-five. Mm -hmm. It's it's okay. very much very much male. And um, and they are there for a long time because they build, for instance, missile systems. And first they develop the systems, and it takes 10, 10 12 years. Then they sell the systems, then they maintain the systems, and it's all the same guys. You know, they work in development, they were promoted to, uh, to maintenance because they know they built the system for 15 years, they know how it works, and they build the new the versions and blah, 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 and, and, and they're still there. It was for me, it was like, what? I mean, my father worked for 40 years in a, in, in a tech company, a telecoms company, 40 years. I mean, impossible now. But that's, I a, agree, that's but a different generation. My father also. Yeah, my father sure, also. sure, sure. So I agree with you. It's not. It's you. You don't bump into that easily now. But uh, it's it is there in certain sectors. It's there. And again, what uh, what is favorable for these? And because I can imagine that at the company you mentioned, uh, we can even talk about communities. There could be. Uh, oh yeah. Even an ideological glue. So, but yeah, the chances for this is much higher if the company is more homogeneous. So similar people with similar skills and is building and is building and developing things that are long lasting these machinery is long lasting for i mean if you build an airplane oh, very it's true, not, very not true. weird it's like 20 to 30 years is in the air and you can go what the, the thing is 25 years old i'm not going aboard it they say it's no problem i mean it can last for more, at Same least 10 years more. big boats and uh, absolutely yeah this is i never thought about this but yeah it's absolutely true whatever you build if you build long-term stuff, uh, this is interesting. This is interesting. I can imagine, I, ne I never thought of it. I can imagine that, for example, fast-moving consumer goods and services, it's different. <laughs> you know, that the middle managers don't last that long. No, Damn. they don't even know what is sold, I think. <laughs> yes, yes, very true, very true. And this also yeah. brings us back, uh, again, to these fundamental things of, um, uh, in my view, that, for example, this brings us back to the concept, you know, this uh, conceptual idea that you aim at, you know, that you aim at a very conce uh, a particular conceptual idea, which is kind of uh, a factor of a factor of stability, something that does not change, mm. you know. Yeah, it's, it's always also very sad eh, where these things change. I, I'm thinking, for example, at um, Steinway and Sons, the, the well, yeah, world most famous piano, mm -hmm. and th this was also like something closer to a guild uh, than to a company, and now it's taking over, sold here and there, and you see it degrades immediately. Absolutely, absolutely. The quantity kills always. Yeah, the quality. It's, it is such a so sad actually. Eh, when something this could have gone on for centuries, building Steinways, and now probably, well, it's in, maybe it will survive, but it's in big problems now. I'm always fascinated when we look at the business domain. Uh, I did the research uh, once a couple of years ago. 
of uh, companies that last, that are still around for hundreds of years, uninterrupted operations. Uh, these family businesses. Uh, there are many of these, some of them for 600 years, uninterrupted operation. You know. Most of them, interestingly, are pubs. So it's uh, in the service sector, serving alcohol and food. That's a, that's a given. But it's still uh, how they operate. There's one in Prague that has been around since the Renaissance. Uh, and supposedly they still make the beer the same way, it's dark, dark beer. Uh, it's quite, quite, uh, quite fascinating, but the, the one, this one is not uninterrupted. This was interrupted by the communist system. But for example, there is a restaurant in Japan that has been around for six, also 600 or so years, totally uninter uninterrupted in the hands of the same family, uh, doing the business the same way. So that's fascinating. And, but yeah, when it comes to disruptions like the piano manufacturer or even uh, brands like uh, Louis, uh, Louis Vuitton uh, suitcases, I think it's also a similar case. It used to be also handmade. But it's, it's just coming to my mind that um, it's, it's funny. I mean, what they have in common, maybe if we were on a bit, bit less, but um, for instance, the pianos, but also like, uh, you know, the small companies uh, building violins and whatever. So this is, this is all man-made, handmade, uh, guilt kind of stuff. And, and as soon as things become automated, um, like electric pianos or whatever, it doesn't it doesn't matter who's building it. I mean, the cheapest is winning, course, and, uh, and and this is um, yeah. This when, is maybe when there's, a, when there's some magic, huh? something someone can and can transfer his knowledge to someone else, and they still reach the same magic. It's still the the same beautiful Steinway sounds, and then suddenly absolutely uh, they want to sell more. Or I don't know what happens exactly, and. Uh, once the magic of the Stradivarius is gone and people just yeah, you never find try it to back detect then. it, you, no, you never find it back, indeed. And uh, once people are, are capable of uh, dissecting it, analyzing it, and put it in some machine and is building a Stradivarius and nobody can uh, diff sell, uh, uh, mention the difference, yeah, yeah, and so then it's many gone. Fields, you know? even, even something as recent as cars, there have been cars that's, well, Cars from nowadays are not better; <laughs> they are different. But like mm. people who who obtain such a car say, "Well, okay, this is top. This is the best thing to drive in." Yeah. And now I didn't know. By the way, I I, I read something that was I was like, "What?" <laughs> that if you close, you know, uh, if you close the door of a car, and definitely if in the showroom you you want to test a car or see a car, and then you, you open the door, you close it, and you hear this very solid click or boom, you know, you think, wow, this is a solid car or whatever. It is, it's, it's just fake. It's not even, it's, it's, it's they, they build it in such well, a way and sound. it makes sense. Yes, absolutely. I didn't know that, yes, <laughs> wow. I didn't know. I didn't know this. But yeah. doesn't it tell you a lot? Maybe, and this this is also a good closing when it comes to yeah. the style. Yeah. That um, where there could be groups of people who create stuff that's sellable in the business domain. But um, what's missing here, and what the community has, is this authentic, honest work. 
in a in a in a true community the the sick idea of faking the sound <laughs> you know would the never would be never impossible. even come up Laszlo, you won't believe i have a car which is very good isolated and there's a very good hi-fi system in it because i like to listen to music when i drive in the car so you don't hear the motor but actually it it has a function i can put on a knob to hear the motor, but it's not the motor, it is just an artificial sound generated. And it is as if as if I hear the motor. <laughs> Unbelievable. It's like these electrical cars where they have it indeed, where where because for pedestrians it's 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 really dangerous. You don't hear it coming anymore. And then indeed what you say, uh, Francois, they add something where you can where you can hear it. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. That's a different category though, that's for safety. Yeah, that is, it, that yeah. still has a function, but like <laughs> for inside the car to, after isolating it, recreate the noise you want to get rid of, that's that's really some, and then it makes kind of um, a powerful sounds, like you have a V8 motor. Yes. <laughs> so communities would never come up with such ideas. That's the difference, in my view, to... To shortcut it and no, simplify it. No, they would go for the real thing. Yeah. No, you don't need it then. When a community is like a, yeah, let's say again, organic and authentic thing, and then you you, you would never think up something like this to make it sound like something different. Because it contradicts the concept, which is the foundation of the community, and for yourself, people don't want to be fake, like a fake noise. Mm -hmm. I agree. Um, gentlemen, well, so anybody having some uh, final conclusions or shall we just bring it to a, uh, a glorious end? Yeah, we, we had so many conclusions <laughs> that the end is glorious. <laughs> the end is glorious already. Well, then I think, I, 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 again, as I said somewhere in the middle, if I think about then how to deal with communities and companies and, uh, and, and if you need them and what to do and how to help people out, maybe we can have a second podcast on the topic as well because it's, uh, again, um, it's a, a, a super rich uh, thing to discuss. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. Um, yeah. Th thank you so much uh, for now. And um, I hope... Uh, uh, everybody who's listening will enjoy it and speak to you soon and see you next time. Yeah. Bye bye. Listeners, bye bye. See you. Bye bye. Bye bye.